Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Jabroni Drive. On this week's episode, Seth Bertender Mahal, Izzy Injured, Cody Rhodes, Drew McIntyre, R Truth, Damian Priest, and Judgment Day, Royal Rumble, Robbie the Man. <laughs> Will this be the best episode of Jabroni Drive yet? I think so. Timmy! Anything you want to say to all the Schmidt Lavellites out there listening? All the Schmidt and Lavellites know that listening to Jabroni Drive is just too sweet, Tommy. And when you're a Jabroni, you're a Jabroni. For life. I love it. Brody Drive starts now. <laughs> your, your entrances are getting more and more ridiculous, dude. <laughs> what are you dude, talking I think, about? <laughs> I think you went out. I think your mic went out for like 13 seconds there. Oh, did you hear any of it? I don't think so. Oh, oh, man. Oh, well, well, we got a lot to cover on this week's episode of Jabroni Drive. But before we do that, we want to give a shout out to you, the listener. Thank you for listening. We love you. As you know, if you're a Jabroni, you're a Jabroni for life. We, uh, we're putting out new episodes every week covering everything WWE, professional wrestling. We, we talk about it all. This is really where you can get all your information on what's going on in the WWE today. Kind of here where we speculate what might be happening in the future, different ideas for storylines, and some insider information as far as the history and the patterns of the WWE, like what what tends to happen and how they go through their things. So we appreciate you listening. If you're liking what you're doing and you're not already doing it, this is your chance. Give us a subscribe. Give us a follow. Tell your friends. Tell your family. If they're into professional wrestling, check out Jabroni Drive. We have a big live event coming up this week. It's, or not this week, January 27th. Check us out live from Graham's Pub, the Royal Rumble. It's going to be an all-time moment. Wait, it's going to be a big turnout, a good turnout. It's going to be nice. It's going to be fun. You're going to love it. I really (laughs) did a good job of selling that. What do you think, Timmy? You did an excellent job. You should come because there's going to be guest appearances from None other than Hulk Hogan. Uh, well, a version of Hulk Hogan. All right. And We're not guaranteeing. Some other surprises, you know. Maybe uh, the boulder <laughs> will show up if you smell what I'm baking. Ice cold oh. Steve Johnson. <laughs> Can I get a heck yeah? Hell yeah. <laughs> um, it's no, going to be a fun look- time. We're going to have a good time. We're we're doing a, a nice little live broadcast from Graham's Pub. And we're expecting a pretty decent turnout. We're looking, you know, anywhere we're upwards of you know, 40 to 50 people here to come in, watch the Royal Rumble, listen to our analysis. We're going to break down each of the matches. And obviously, we're going to get into the Royal Rumble, which is one of the premier live events for the WWE Universe. That's right. You're going to love it. January 27th, live from Graham's Pub. Be kicking this thing off probably around 645. And like Timmy said, we'll be previewing all the matches, the Rumble, everything WWE. We're going to cover it all. Any questions, send us a message or or bring them with you to the event. We're hoping to see you. It's going to be a great time. January 27th, live from Graham's Pub. That's 8919 Ridge Avenue. Come check us out. It's also my birthday, so bring a gift. Oh, my gosh. Who knew? Timmy's birthday, the Royal Rumble. Does it get any better? I don't, I don't think, think it does. So. No, no way. All right, Timmy, let's get right into it. We're going to start with the heavyweight championship match, the main event for Monday Night Raw this past Monday Night Raw between Seth Rollins and Jinder Mahal. Now, there was a lot of talk over this past week from various people online. You know, Tony Khan got involved and, and all the WWE fans. People were up in arms, other people defending it. Whatever it was, championship match between a former WWE champion going against the current WWE heavyweight champion and a a main event that I think for a Monday Night Raw cable TV show is pretty cool. I 
Really enjoyed the match. I thought the WWE, I thought Seth and Jinder put on a hell of a show. There were several moments in that match, and I thought, no, they're not going to have Jinder win this tonight. You know, they kind of caught me like, what's going on here? There was a lot of interference, and I, I just thought it was an overall fun, entertaining match. Timmy, what did you think? Uh, yeah, I thought it was an entertaining match myself. It, so from a guy that never saw gender win his title uh apparently there's a couple callbacks into his previous match where he won the title where yeah there was some interference and uh there were some similar actions that took place during the match so um the one thing i did notice is that going into the match there was a small window it was a, the time limit usually for a main event on raw is anywhere between like 30 and 20 minutes, right? Like, that's usually the time limit. And there was a women's tag team match right before that. And as soon as that got done, there was about 18 to 15 minutes left. And I'm like, man, this is a quick one, which made me think that maybe this is going to be, this could be an opportunity for Jinder Mahal to win this. And I'm like, the it, world. Just, it just seemed there was just a lot of things that seemed off about this match um, building up to it. But when you get into the match and, and just like the nuts and bolts of it, it was a, like for gender not working. And again, I don't know what his schedule is in terms of dark shows and stuff like that. Uh, live events that we don't see on TV. He looked, pretty good in my opinion and he pulled off some some solid moves and there was a lot of like near misses and close falls and uh it had me engaged really engaged more than i thought i would be during this match because I, I thought it would just be an afterthought um to the point where i almost thought that like seth was going to lose this match and really at one point when when you could tell that he got injured seth uh during the match you're like all right like you're trying again, you're trying to determine whether or not it was an actual injury or if this was like part of the storyline because Seth is has built in injuries into his storyline over the course of the last couple of years. And obviously with Shinsuke, like that whole thing, that whole backstory with his no pun intended with his back. Um, and now like with the knee, it just seemed like it was it was kind of like perfect flow. And right here to find out. It wasn't so. right. So we're going to get into that. <clears throat> the injury. I loved, I liked the ending of it. So Damian priest came out and he was obviously standing there waiting for maybe his moment to strike with the money in the bank contract. As he's standing there, they hit him once kind of lay him out and he's down on the ground and, and taken out as, as the match is going on, he gets back to his feet. He has a brief briefcase outcomes. Drew McIntyre confronts him, takes him out. They're fighting along the, the barricade and going into the back. The briefcase still out there. The referee has his back turned. One of Jinder Mahal's goons grabs it, hits Seth Rollins in the head. Jinder Mahal finishing move, slams him down. One, two, last second kick out by Seth Rollins. That was a pretty cool moment, and I think whoever did the production of this match that it was just well done into thinking like, whoa, oh no, are they actually going to do this? So they they get the close call. Seth eventually ends up, comes out, hits him with the uh, curb stomp. One, two, three, retains the title for an overall, what I thought was a very entertaining match and, and a nice main event for Raw heading into the Royal Rumble. So real quick, I want to talk about uh, Damian Priest for a moment. So, as the show was going on, he was out interacting with R-Truth, and that whole storyline is developing. R-Truth, very entertaining, funny. Like I like seeing him on the screen because it's like, where's this guy going to go? And I like the majority of the stuff R-Truth did last night. Damian Priest comes back to the Judgment Day, the, the real members of the Judgment Day, and they start questioning, kind of furthering that divide between him and the Judgment Day. And, you know, we're just we're seeing that more and more that that like, hey, you know, 
they're asking questions or say, well, why are you doing this? And kind of like getting in his face a little bit of this. And he comes back and he gives the money and it, it, it it's blown over. But these are the little seeds that are being planted to what we've speculated on the show of being the eventual Damian Priest getting kicked out of Judgment Day. And what we've also speculated, maybe Drew McIntyre joining the Judgment Day. I guess what I want to talk about right now is the development of R-Truth's character involved in all of this. He's funny. I enjoy his stuff on the show. They're giving him a lot of time on this show. It's like feeling you get a, hit every hour. Feeling a butt. Feeling a butt. No, I, I, I enjoy R-Truth. I've compared him to similar, similar to, like, I guess, Sami Zayn's run last year with the Bloodline, that kind of comic relief, lovable character that, kind of makes you like they've helped it helps me like judgment day more to be honest and i wonder if he's he's a little too far a little like i'd like it just to like still do some funny stuff but let's rein it back a little like the the it, he's so zany that it's like we get some of it but some of it's like all right like you know do your thing but like let's make it make sense a little bit too at some point you know what I mean? None of it seems to, it doesn't make a lot of sense right now, but like, did you see what I'm saying? I don't have like a huge beef with it. I just want him to rein it in just a little bit. And like, like what's like, the stuff that's, what's the stuff that's bothering you? Let's get to that. Well, the money that was out and he's just like dropping it all over the ring and stuff like I that. I feel like is, that was an, I feel like that might've been an accident. I was wondering if that was an accident to be honest. It looked like it was rolled up and it popped out and yeah. it just like shot everywhere. Yeah. Um, I felt like that was supposed to be a quick, quick little deal um and it turned into a mess <laughs> yeah and it was a mess and so maybe that if it was an accident that's it like we we had like several things with truth and it's like okay like keep giving me like the truth like seeds in here but like maybe make him like i don't know it, it, this this like don't tag in this like you know it, it was it was a little weird you know but yeah I so i and I think that's part of like the problem with what they're trying to do with with truth is that he's not in the judgment day, but like he is in the judgment day. And then they're booking matches against the judgment day. So right. like, the matches against the judgment day might be the problem for me. It's confusing people like on what exactly is taking place here. Because like like I get like I don't know, like priest they could probably do something better with it where like priest comes out and supports um our truth in different matches not against like his own faction right like right. that's that's really like the strange dynamic is like how this is back to back weeks now that well not back to back weeks but like in the last 3 weeks we've had the Miz and our truth together right against essentially the judgment day right yeah the christmas match and it's like all right well whose side are you picking here? And it's, it puts priest in a bad spot. Maybe they're doing that on purpose, but at the same time, it's not helping our truth character at all because there's no direction. Um, so I, I, I hear what you're saying. It's, it's very, it's a very confusing type of deal. Now, the, the whole our truth thing makes me smile. So like when I'm watching, I agree. Yes. I'm like I'm laughing like the entire time that I'm watching it. And that's not usually like the the emotion that you get when you're watching Raw. So you watch this dude performing and he's hysterical and and a lot of the things that he's doing and a lot of it it has to do with you know the 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 whole storyline that he's embodied in. Um but you're right. There's got to be some sort of ending, right? And is our truth the guy that's going to be, you know, that um, and antagonist, if you will, or that that guy that that pushes priest to to leave the Judgment Day? Like, is that what we're building? No, to? no. I I think he's priest's buddy now, and I feel like he's the one that gets kicked out with priest. You know, and well, he's maybe, not even in it. I know. He's right. 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 But so I would like next week Priest has a match against Drew McIntyre. Maybe our truth comes out and does something to interfere with that, whether it be he costs Priest the match or he helps Priest beat Drew McIntyre 
kind of furthering that divide between, you know, uh, like helping, helping priests win. So priests will be like, I like this guy. He's with us. He's with us now. And them secretly thinking, well, no, Drew's going to be our guy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're, we're leaving well, you for Drew. You and, know? Then, and then priest gives, gives, yeah. At the end of the match, he gives him the choke slam and yeah. he's like, like kind of shrugs it off. Like, oh, yeah, like wrong place, wrong time, buddy. You he's know, indifferent like, about it. And he felt bad. Like as he's watching, you know, those guys uh, or our truth walk away. So you get this, this again, this weird dynamic between our truth and priest and where is it going? Um, but it keeps you thinking, right? Like, but I, I do agree with you that it's, it's a strange type of booking yeah. that they have him in. And, and I don't think putting him against, the faction does him any right. Idiot. I would say from now on, no, because he won against JD, beat JD to to get in, right? And then there was the tag matches a couple times now with he's Miz's partner, and he goes against him. So, I if I were them, maybe say, hey, you want to be in the group? You have a match against Miz tonight, you know? Like if you you beat Miz, you know, whatever. So like let's maybe do something like that. Just no more if he's in it, you know. No more what? matches against the faction if he's not in it beat him down and like get him out the whole like not ta like that the other thing that bothered me about that was like hey don't tag in tonight and there was nothing to that at all yeah like, right so i was wondering how that was going to play out and it didn't have any bearing on the match whatsoever yeah like he was he was the first person in he he wouldn't like <laughs> well because he didn't tag in you know yeah uh Mm. Yeah. Hey, yeah. It was a you know, I think I it's think a, he nailed it's it a on little the head. Bit of a mess. No more matches against the judgment day for our truth. Just to I think it'll help the story move on. So let's get into now the, the big news from that match. Seth Rollins injured. And we haven't gotten any confirmation on the severity of the injury yet, but right now we kind of just want to talk about if the injury is something that will keep him out of for, for a long period of time. And we're talking through WrestleMania. Where does this leave WWE? Because he's wrapped up as the heavyweight champion, entangled in several storylines with him, the money in the bank cash and with Damien, the, the thing with Drew McIntyre, obviously the Royal Rumble coming up. And if someone wins that, they might challenge Seth Rollins and the big one, him and CM Punk that everyone's talking about. So, if he's injured, that's going to be a huge loss for WWE and maybe where they were going creatively. Where do you think WWE can go if he is injured? Do they put up the title in a in a tournament or make the winner of the Royal Rumble the champion or, you know, maybe say whoever the final two will go against each other or I don't know, how the heck will they do that? This could be honestly a, a blessing in disguise. Because you have a feeling that that Seth would probably drop this title at some point, right? Like moving forward, like in the next month or two, right? Like possibly at at WrestleMania, and this could be something a little out of the ordinary. But like at WrestleMania, if you have you know five, six, eight guys that, and we talked about all these these individuals that are world heavyweight title like worthy. Right. And you still have Priest with the money in the bank contract that he's been carrying around that has been he's been threatening for you know, pretty much every single match that Seth Seth Rollins has. He shows up. Um you could really develop something special here for WrestleMania. Uh usually, as you know, the WrestleMania or the Royal Rumble champ gets a shot at the title. Being what we would say is Roman Reigns' title, the Universal Champion, right? So I think if you go, you stick with that, that premise, right? Seth's not supposed to defend that heavyweight title at Royal Rumble anyway. If he has to relinquish because of an injury, you could really, like, set up something for, like, elimination chamber. Right. Right? Where, hey, you have... Was it six six wrestlers or four? One, two, three, four, five, six, five, 
six, six or four yeah. guys in the uh, chambers and yep. two start the match. I mean, that's a that's a per you could do. I mean, you could. I mean, this is unprecedented, but you do the winner like of a, that could win the title. That or you could do two almost two elimination chamber matches, like where like you have twelve guys going at it. Like that's and the like winners you, face each other at WrestleMania for the title. Yeah, like something, something that would be cool. Uh, yeah. that's a uh, man. That would be cool. I don't, man. That's because they're gonna have a women's one and they're gonna yeah. have a men's one. So you're adding a, a third. That might that would be cool. I just don't think for as far as like the setup and everything like that, if they would be willing to do that. Another thing that it would add if he does leave, similar to like the Shawn Michaels Razor Ramon thing, when Ladder match he comes back. Hey, I never lost this title. I had to relinquish it. Something like a ladder match to the side. That you know, these are all things, different ideas that they could do. They could have a tournament to to decide who faces for the heavyweight championship. A tournament to decide who's going to be like the two contenders for the heavyweight championship. Hopefully, it's just a minor injury or storyline thing. That, but it, you could tell he did the moonsault off the ropes, and his knee hit. And it kind of just hit in a funky way where it looked like he banged it and maybe extended it a little too much. Could have been hyperextended. He's got knee injuries in the past, so who knows what it, what it is. Hopefully it's something. It, and it might be, like you said, a blessing in disguise in another way that he's not going to be in the ring every week headed into WrestleMania just rehabbing and getting fully healthy so he's good for WrestleMania. It's like, hey, let's pump the brakes a little bit here, bud. Like, we want to make sure you're there for the biggest show of the year. You're not going to have a match until WrestleMania or shortly before like a tag or something like that. Just let's keep you safe and healthy so that you can go all out at Mania. The the, the, the things that really like kind of concern me though is I watched that match twice and the second time around after I saw that injury there was a reversal of a suplex where he he did the falcon arrow or, yeah and it just looked like he had a lot of trouble putting weight on that. Mm-hmm. Um, jumping off the rope, he, he jumping he, off the rope. He saw the turn. He turned to yeah. kind of not land on it. Yeah. Oh so, man, like, I really hope it's nothing major. But I, I will say, and again, you have been very critical of Seth Rollins, and that dude, whatever his injury was, if it's serious or not, I mean, you could tell that something was bothering him. Like he he goes and finishes the match, and he, the the guy is a warrior, man. Like he is, he's one of the best in the business, and it's it's Absolutely. just you, you got to respect the guy that is hurt. Um, you know, in the same way that that you saw Cody go out with the torn pack, um, and hopefully he's not he doesn't have a, a torn muscle. Like look, you saw Charlotte get her her knee torn, and she couldn't do a thing after that. Like yeah. Seth had some stability there, which is a great sign. But at the same time, you don't know how damaged it is until you actually get the the MRI and all that stuff. But I mean, lately it's been kind of a wild card, man, with all these injuries in in the WWE and these mishaps, like in the ring. And I know, I know these guys push each other and they try to do the best they can. But man, like we're seeing concussions. We saw Austin Theory and 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 um, Mello. And Mello go down and their match wasn't finished. And it just, there's a lot of dangerous spots. And like people like talk shit about this sport and they say it's fake, man. It is, it, it's a risky sport, man. And they put their bodies and they put their, their livelihoods at stake. Every time they go out there, they really push the envelope to entertain. And it's certainly a sport. Yeah. Is it choreographed? Sure. But. I mean, this is the stuff that they deal with on a on a weekly basis. Injuries do happen, and and we're seeing that. Yeah, you know, it's a bad time, bad timing because it's right before WrestleMania. But there's a lot of superstars that have been going down because of injury. Yep, and you know this isn't the first time this has happened to Seth Rollins. Eight years ago, when he was the champion, he tore his ACL, MCL, I believe, in a match versus Kane. Finished that match as well. And had to miss WrestleMania. He tore it right after, I believe, Survivor Series, maybe in like a December show, and he had to miss WrestleMania. And there's a if, if you haven't seen it, I would go check it out. 
it's a 24 seven where they follow him around in his whole rehab process and everything like that. And it gets to where he eventually comes back and returns at, I want to say it was backlash um, after WrestleMania, but man, he's sitting there at WrestleMania 32. It was in Texas at Dallas state, AT&T and a hundred thousand people. And they're going crazy. And he's just sitting there and you could just see how upset he was that he wasn't out there wrestling and what was supposed to be his moment. So, this is another year that is shaping up for like to be a main event moment for Seth Rollins. So, like we mentioned, hopefully it's nothing major. Uh, even if it's something where he has to take a month off or so to to, to rehab, hopefully it's it's something that he can come back from a hundred percent and ready to go for WrestleMania. All right, so let's move on. By the way, that whole thing that you mentioned about it's not. It's real. It's very real. These guys are on that tightrope, like you're saying, with no net underneath them. And just recently on an interview in um, Perth, Australia, they're promoting Elimination Chamber, and you had two guys, L.A. Knight and Grayson Waller there. And people like to joke around with the wrestlers, and I think sometimes they take offense to that, especially I know it's a triggering word for people to say it's fake, you know. I've seen wrestlers in the past go off. And these guys are like, yo, like, if you want to go – and that's something that's very old school in the biz and keeping that that realism that like, you know, back in the day you had to go out and people were always trying to take shots at you and you had to defend yourself and be able to throw down or else you couldn't sell your product. So I think they take offense to that because they know how tough you have to be to be a professional wrestler. Probably some of the uh, the toughest guys going in the uh, in the entertainment world for sure. All right. So. Another big moment and what started the show and was a really hot moment for WWE. Cody Rhodes comes out and he he does his thing. You know, what do you all want to talk about? He wanted to address the, the Royal Rumble coming up. And lo and behold, he is, inter in, he is interrupted by Drew McIntyre. And I love this promo. Let's get to some of the, the, the meat and bows of this. The first thing we want to hear now is Drew kind of comes out. And this is his character and what he's done so well is he comes out and he's starting and he's very real and very raw in what he says. And it's almost like in a friendly way, he says, but then there's a little bit of a, a twist. So let's give a listen to what Drew had to say. I've seen what people are saying. It doesn't matter who comes back. I've seen the gifts. I've seen the jokes. Screw it. You put your head down, you keep working, keep doing what you're doing, and you're going to be the first member of your family to raise that championship. You are going to finish the story. But not before I finish mine. So that is what drew has been doing so well where he comes out and he gives you that realism he gives you that like like you, you're you're cheering for this guy because he has a great story he's done it all he was with the company he got fired he went into the indie scene he built himself into the indie scene where they wanted him back he comes back nxt champion comes to the main roster wins the rumble main events wrestlemania during covid and the shutdown wins in front of nobody beats Brock Lesnar in the main event of WrestleMania, which, I mean, had to be your dream come true, and it's just not what you expected. He deserves to finish his story, and this this promo was just, I, I loved it. There's so much there with these two and how much they have involved with each other, and just another great job by WWE putting another wrinkle into this story of where are we going? Whoever, whoever is writing for Drew and God bless Drew. If, if he's the one that's coming up with this material, because it is very personal to Drew and he's going down a path in recent weeks where he's, he's basically telling the truth. And what, what I think again, and I think I might have mentioned this in the past, and I hate always saying that, but like I have to say it because he is really giving you a peek behind the scenes on the stuff that you don't really even know about. 
right? So, like, as a viewer, you're going, shit, I, I didn't know about any of this stuff. Like, this is, like, this is kind of, like, cool. This is, like, behind-the-scenes shit. Like, if you ever seen, like, a, a That movie, they were right? tag champions together and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. like, like uh, yeah, and, like, like, traveled on the road and all this stuff. Like, he did the same thing with CM Punk last week, right? And he gives you a peek at like what their relationship is and not, not just from like, like a wrestling standpoint, but like from a, like a, a human to human, like, Hey, this is our real relationship. Right. And yeah. same again, age. He said, we're the same age. We yeah. Did, yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. It's just such a great angle because it, it just allows us to really kind of like, we look at these superstars, right. And we see them for what they are. They're these wrestlers. And, like, this is all, like, a soap opera and all that stuff. But, like, when you tell a storyline that has so much authenticity to it and there's so much reality. And, and the layers, again, the layers yeah, we, of it, the decade and, of this story. Yeah, and we, we talk about blurring the lines. Like, this is what he is doing. Like, blurring the lines is is just like the key thing here that we keep on talking about and drew is just doing such an incredible job of really making it personal to him. Right. Yeah. And, and still keeping it to a level where we're like, wow, like what, yeah. what, what is, what is going on here? Like what this dude, like he is a menace almost to a society, but at the same time, he's like, he's on this mission. Right to accomplish something, and people are in his way, and he don't give a fuck. Right, he said, he's, "It doesn't matter. I'm going to accomplish my goal." He's he's willing to turn down, tear down all these personal relationships that he has to get his to his final destination, and and it's it's really just it, like a a great storyline. And whoever's writing for him, again, I said this: if Drew is doing this stuff on his own, my God, he's He's operating at a different level right now, and it's clear as day to me that he's he's one of the best in the game right now. I, I truly feel he's doing this, and like I shouldn't say like on his own. I believe that it's this is the story we're telling. How are we going about this? And he says, I'm going to hit him with this. I'm going to do this. Kind of like L.A. Knight in recent interviews is saying, okay, I'm coming back when he went from – the uh the manager of the the models maximum male models and then became la knight again and he said i'm going to do this and like i'm starting to come out of my but at some point i'm going to take the reins and i'm going to do me all the greats do that so i really feel like drew is doing that and i was saying to you and hjb it's just when we talk about the best wrestlers in the world right now Drew McIntyre is right up there with anyone in the world. I love this guy. I know we talk about him all the time on the show, and we should because he's that good. And every week he comes out, and it's like it's just awesome. He he is he is in the well, prime of a, his career, and it's there's just, a reason. I'm so glad we get to see it. Sorry to interrupt, but there's yeah. a reason why they're putting him at the top of the show. Right, every he's, week he's been leading off the show left and right, and. God, I remember uh, months ago when we were concerned about him not coming back, right? Like, we're just like, right. Like, well, they probably said to him, Hey, you come back and you're, you're, we're, we're going with you, doggy. We love you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they had to. But so they're, they're doing their promo, and Drew McIntyre says to Cody, You need to finish your story. But at WrestleMania this year, the story belongs to Drew McIntyre. And so then Cody had this to respond. You, that's all it is right it's if it's if it's if drew you think that we're the same no you are brimming with grievances and you want me to be like you you want that for me but the difference is when i wonder when i speculate am i going to finish the story i do not look at you drew mcintyre i look two places right here and right there he's pointing to the ring and then to the to the fans so if you want to settle this in the royal rumble 
I sure as hell will give you something else to complain about. And another thing, you keep mentioning this last match that we had. You told the story about the last match between you and I. Let me ask you something about it. Who won? Mic drop. <laughs> and Cody, man, to his credit, he sits there, he listens to Drew, who, and that can be intimidating, but just shows what, how professional and how seasoned these guys are, how much they've been through that Cody is ready to go. And they're just, they're at the top of their games. And it's like, we have so many people. Seth's at the top of his game. Cody's at the top of his game. Drew's at the top of his game. Gunther's at the top of his game. Roman's at the top of his game. I mean, it's just like there's so much talent in the WWE. But as he's saying, Drew mentioned the match, and that's where he's going to be. You know, told him you are eventually going to be the the man who finishes the story and raises a belt. And he references how he's going to take the title. Cody says, "Oh, is that so? You're going to stop me from winning the match?" Blah blah blah. All this stuff. You 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 blame everyone else. I don't do that. You blame you. You got this and that. If 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 if. And by the way, that last match you referenced. Who won that match? Because I won that match, he was saying. So what a promo, man. I was gassed up after that one. What a way to start Monday Night Raw. These two guys and a great job by WWE now putting these two guys together. And Timmy, I want to get your, your your comments on that, the finishing of that mat of that promo. And then now the tease to next week, that that revolving door that that is still going when you're putting all these guys together next week in the ring. We're going to have Cody and CM Punk do some promo together. So they've done a great job of putting all these guys and highlighting them with each other. You know what I'm saying? Seth with Punk, Punk with McIntyre, McIntyre with Cody, now Cody with Punk. Yeah, interchangeable parts. You're seeing, again, different dynamics with, with these wrestlers. Um, but like the, the the end of the promo was something that, I I love from from Cody because look he's he is very uh I'm not saying passive but he's very diplomatic in the way he speaks um when he does promos right like he comes out what do you want to talk about that's his like initial thing right he doesn't right. come out and and talk about what he wants to talk about right he asks the crowd what do you want to talk about obviously he has an agenda of what he wants to speak about um but there's a lot of like passiveness in like Cody's approach sometimes to the way he does promos. And I like the aggressiveness at the end from Cody in where he, he says, you know what? He goes, remember who won that last match. Yeah. And Mike drops and walks off because it's just, it tells you that he's ready for a fight. And I know Cody, dude, Cody's awesome at what he does. And like his, his reign since he's come back to the WWE has been flawless. He's done everything right. He's done there. there I, I don't think there's been a misstep for him at all. Like there's not one thing I can complain about from seeing him. And like, I was here from the beginning when he first came back, I was like, all in, right. And right. it's, it's cool to see like where this is developed into and, and, and Cody's a star. Um, but like when you, when you add in, like you said, Drew and all these other inter interchangeable parts, the one, the one thing that like kind of sucks the life out of it is the one guy that the HJB has brought up over and over again. And we felt like this was over. Like we talked about Drew, we talked about CM Punk, he's involved. And then all of a sudden at the end of raw, we get the promo from Shinsuke. Cody, watch out. I'm not yeah. done with you. It's like, come on. We're, like, we're done with you. Shinsuke, yeah. like, we're done with you. Like, you don't you don't even stack up against this level, like this level of what they're putting out. And and you're not on their level. He's not on their level. In, in any WWE, facet. In any well, facet. Like, so why would they even roll that out there again? Like, I don't know, man. I have no idea. And I'm I'm hopefully like it's just to like throw Shinsuke a bone like hey we're not done with you yet but like it's time to move him on from from Cody I I just don't I'm not, I don't want to spend a ton of time on it it's just worth mentioning because he's in that he's he was mentioned in that again right 
Like, well, oh, maybe uh, that leads us to our next, our next topic, and maybe this is a good segue. So we talked about how, you know, it was Seth and Punk, Drew and Punk, Drew and Cody. Next week, Cody and Punk, and I would say your three front runners to win the Royal Rumble are Cody, Drew, and Punk. Right? I would say, and not in that order. I guess if I were to say the odds on favorite is Punk to win it, and then Cody, and then Drew. And then I think Gunther might be in that same category as Drew. You can throw Brock Lesnar up there. They mentioned Jay Uso previously about possibly winning the Royal Rumble. And so maybe they were having Shinsuke come out here and do this and kind of saying, like, like he's going to be in the Royal Rumble too. You know what I mean? And so it's like maybe he's just like mentioning that so that when you're in there it's like oh no these two have a major history with each other and this and that you know who knows where that goes but i want to talk about real quickly the royal rumble and how we just mentioned there's a lot of guys out there like so there's there's a top five guys here six guys that could win this royal rumble i mean in la night i know he has a match sometimes people have a match and then enter later they've done a good job of Blurring those, who is going to win the Royal Rumble? So, Timmy, I want you to to kind of talk about that and then give me your favorite to win the Royal Rumble. And if your favorite isn't the person that you want to win the Royal Rumble, who would you like to see win the Royal Rumble? All right. So, again, if we're assuming that... that Assuming Seth is healthy as well. Okay. So, we're assuming the the winner of the Royal Rumble will face Drew McIntyre, right? Uh, Jesus Christ. We'll we'll face uh, Roman Reigns for the Universal title, correct? Oh, yeah. I didn't mention The Rock then, too. I guess he could be in the Royal Rumble, too. That's a good point. So The Rock, another one. Tom, 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 before we get deep into this, I've just brought up the men's Royal Rumble current odds. Okay. Are you ready? And where is this? Uh, what site is this on? Like a this Vegas? Is rest, this is on wrestlingjunkie.com. Okay. So the best odds right now CM Punk at plus 150, Cody Rhodes at plus 275, Gunther plus 300, Randy Orton plus 600, LA Knight, The Rock at plus 700. Oh, then. Boy. Drew McIntyre, plus 1,000. Jay Uso, plus 1,000. Are you ready for this one? Oh, boy. Here we go. Brock Lesnar? Nope. Brock Lesnar is plus 3,300. With the 10th best odds to win the Royal Rumble, none other than... M J F. Whoa. <laughs> no way. No way is MJF coming from AEW and immediately winning the Royal Rumble. No way. MJF has MJF has better odds than Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, Sol Sokoa, and Brock Lesnar. Wow. So <laughs> Timmy, you, you said something. I'm assuming I feel like the winner of the Royal Rumble is going to be facing Seth Rollins at the main event of WrestleMania. I feel like the winner of the Royal Rumble will be the one facing Seth Rollins. I, that's just the way I see it happening. I don't know if The Rock enters the Royal Rumble. That will change. You know, I, I feel like if, if The Rock is in the Royal Rumble, I feel like he wins it. Has so, The Rock won the, the Royal Rumble before? The Rock won the Royal Rumble. He won it in 2000. So this it's been is... been 24 years. Dude, and I... the last person to win a Royal Rumble back-to-back years was 97-98, Stone Cold Steve Austin. So Cody winning, you know, it would be the first time since 98 that someone has won back-to-back years. Dude, we are in for quite the ride here, Tom. Because The Rumble's going to be... Man, I don't know, man. <laughs> Golly. And you know what? You can see it all live at Graham's Pub, January 27th. 
it's going to be some and like let's just give kudos to WWE man they have done a great job of you know bringing back wrestlers signing different whispers who's coming here i mean if mjf comes out at the fucking royal rumble dude <laughs> i might lose my mind and like look i i don't even know if i'm that even excited about if that it happens I, again we we we've we've broached this topic before it would be it would be such a like crazy deal because you're just adding more and more talent to the roster but i mean he's there's speculation that he's going to be out for a year with like these injuries that he has is that a work like is that something that he's just doing just to like hey like maybe he's already signed a deal like i like who knows like there's there could he could be out like he's been out of like i think he's been off AWTV for at least a month now Honestly, I think the best move would be for that. I really think the the best move would be is if MJF is coming to WWE, I think the best move would be you get Cody versus uh, Roman at WrestleMania. And MJF, next thing you know, this masked man comes from the crowd, interferes, and it's MJF, and he's in the bloodline now. And I just feel like... He's not, he can't be, go bloodline. Why not? He's with Roman's boy now. He's coming with Roman, you know. He'll eventually um, turn on Roman. All right, so let's get let's kind of reel it in here. I know the yeah. MJF thing kind of threw us out, but um, if we're we're going Rumble, all right. So my prediction for the Rumble, are we doing official predictions here? Or no, I'm going? just saying, like as it's going, we'll we'll make our f- official predictions that day of the show. I mean, and if you want me, I'll go first. I think. You know, the odds on favorite. I think CM Punk wins the Royal Rumble this year, and I think it's him versus Seth at WrestleMania, you know, and um that'll be awesome. That'll be incredible. WrestleMania, like that all the that whole build to that with those two on the mic promos leading to that match, I think will be incredible. You already have an incredible story there. Um, you know, me being like the kind of uh like crazy wrestling fan doesn't love the obvious choice that's just like that's that that's something i need to go to counseling about that's not necessarily wrestling's fault it's just that i i i if that seems like the track the path the obvious choice like and it will be awesome i just like curveballs you know what i mean that's just the way i am so but here here if i were to pick someone i would have drew mcintyre win the royal rumble if i could pick i would go drew I I go that route too, but I I think that all right. Here's what I'll say: I think Gunther will win the Royal Rumble this year. I also think that if we see The Rock in the Royal Rumble, he's going to win it. Yeah, I agree. It's a, if Rock comes in the Rumble, he's winning. Yeah, he's it's a guarantee. If if we see him, and he'll probably come out like he's not going to come out first. No, he'll be thirtieth. He'll be he'll be like 28, 29, or 30. Yeah. The musical hit, it'll be the biggest pop, and he'll come down. And he it might be a five to seven minute deal. And he he yeah, ends up winning it. But yeah, that's that's my opinion. I think the I think that Gunther is on such a trajectory that he could possibly hold both titles. Has there ever been a champion that holds the Intercontinental and the WWE Universal Championship. The Intercontinental and the Universal, the Universal specifically, no. Well, uh, like the both titles. Have, has anyone ever held both titles at the same time? Intercontinental. I don't. I don't remember one. I know Seth had the United States and the Heavyweight Championship at one time. Um, I know Shawn Michaels had the European and the Heavyweight Championship at one time, but. I don't know, you know, there's some gray area there in like the like 2004 to 9 area that I I'm not positive on that, but I don't I don't I don't recall one Intercontinental and Heavyweight Championship. It's a lot of burden to to hold, but um I mean he could he could win it and face Seth too. He could I think I mean, Lesnar I... eliminates him and I think there that sets up the Lesnar Ooh. Gunther match at WrestleMania. 
Um, I would love the storyline that I kind of mapped out before where I would love the first entrant to be CM Punk and the second entrant to be John Cena. And those two start the show. And John Cena is a big surprise. And could, of course, Cena would have to commit to being at the shows leading up to WrestleMania. At least three shows I would need him at WrestleMania to cut promos with him and CM Punk. One could be without Punk there. Two with Punk. They go on the mics, battle it out. That match, Cena versus Punk at WrestleMania, is a main event match. Doesn't have to finish the 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 show on a night. It is a main event match. I think the correct call is to have Cena show up. If he's if he's even in this right now, him and Punk eliminate each other. They keep battling out in the state. I would love them to fight the whole Rumble. They're still going at it. They cut to. Oh, you're not going to believe this in the in the parking lot. These two, they just can't stop fighting each other and lead to this match at WrestleMania between them two. Because then you could have Drew win it, challenge Seth. You get the turn from Priest into. Him joining the Judgment Day, Cody wins Elimination Chamber. Got it all played it. out. Here I it got is. it all mapped out. And then at SummerSlam, no. <laughs> they, but I would just uh, love that. Randy Orton. They just said that Randy Orton. Um, he did an interview, I think, today on a WWE program, saying that the one match that he would love to do uh, is him versus Cena at WrestleMania because he never. Never got to wrestle Cena, and he said him and Cena have had battles over the years, and he would love to do that match. I mean, that's a match. I mean, you would like there to be a title on the line. Well, that's what he said. That's what he said too. Because they both have the winner. The winner would be the wow. Now let me tell you this: if Seth Rollins is injured, that's the two you have fight at WrestleMania. Winner gets the title. You have a tournament somehow, and all these guys are entered into it. I want Cena versus Orton at WrestleMania. Winner gets the title. If Seth is injured, that would be, I think, the call. Like you somehow figured out that he's going against a Cena for that title match. And then uh, the winner is the all time most decorated champion ever. That would be something right there, dude. That, that if if Seth is injured, I don't know how they would make that all work, being that he's on SmackDown and whatnot. But just be like, we're gonna have a tournament, and on SmackDown, we're gonna have a tournament on Raw. The winners of those tournaments will face each other at WrestleMania. That would be pretty freaking sweet, right there. All right, let's go to another big promo from Monday night. And that was between Mommy and the man. So Mommy comes out and she starts addressing the women's division and where it's headed and what somebody wants to do if they win the Women's Royal Rumble. So take this as a warning to whoever wins the Royal Rumble match. If you decide to waste your WrestleMania then I would advise you to choose me. But if you don't want to waste that opportunity of yours, choose someone else. Because it's going to end up just like it did last year. Because mommy is always on top. Well, there's mommy. The man. All right, so Becky Lynch comes out. They start going into a bit of their promo, and Becky has this to say. I think you might be better than me. But I need to prove that you're not. And to do that, I need to take that title from you. And to do that, I need to win the Royal Rumble. I need to point to the sign. I need to declare at WrestleMania, it will be Mommy versus the man. All right. 
So I really liked this promo. I thought it was well done. They come out. I thought Mommy was a bit like to even it's off her he, game. Yeah, she seemed a little bit off her game. So I don't know what maybe something was bothering. Maybe, you know, they travel so much. She's just getting back. Who knows what it was? But you saw her stumble a little bit with where she was going. She she collected herself, though, and she finished the promo strong. Becky Lynch comes out. And they, she starts cutting her promo, and they were circling each other. It was kind of a cool moment. And like, as far as the women's wrestlers go, these this is almost as big as it gets. I mean, these are two of the top mommies, the 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 best in the game right now. And Becky Lynch is obviously a, a very very good women's wrestler and has been for years. Royal Rumble winner, main event of WrestleMania. Now she was saying some things. I don't think all her stuff hit though. Like when she said, "We both won the Royal Rumble." But only one of us went on to main event, win the main event. It's like, well, I mean, Mommy and Charlotte won the quote-unquote co-main event. Like, they weren't the final match. So, like, let's get over it. Some of the best matches of all time aren't the final match. Either way, good promo. And I think the man versus Mommy is something that you can sell for WrestleMania. Yeah, that's easily the... Like, it's such an easy sell. Uh, but, like, it's strange to me um, <laughs> the trajectory of what was going on with Nia Jax, right? Like, she, what, what, what happened to her? Like, she just beat mommy or she just beat the man. So now, like, where yeah, did she you go? Step in line now. Uh, you, you, the man gets to jump in line. You know, I think it's their, their job of trying to sell the, uh, the Rumble. And I guess that's a question for us to ask now. Who wins the women's Royal Rumble? You know, I mean, is Charlotte going to be able to compete in the women's Royal Rumble? Does the man Becky Lynch win it? Does Nia Jax win? She's she's facing Mommy at, at the Royal Rumble, right? So who wins the women's Does Does Liv Morgan come back? Because they have a story. They were Rhea and Liv were women's tag team champions together. And then they got separated via injury. Liv came back. They were the first two entrants in the Women's Royal Rumble last year. Mommy eliminated Rhea at the end to win it. Does a Bailey win it? Does Sasha Banks come in? Does she win it? Does Jade Cargill make her first in-ring appearance and win the Royal Rumble? There's going to be three, I think, potential returns for, for women. Alexa Bliss, I think, comes back. I think Jade Cargill makes her debut. And there's been a lot of talk about Sasha Banks, a.k.a. Uh, what's her name? Something mo- money? Monet? Uh, Monet Davis. Or no, Monet, uh, Monet Davis is an actress, isn't she? Yeah, it's something Monet. I can't think of it right now. Um, But it's, I mean. Look, uh, also, it, another rumor out there is A.J. Lee. If you're not familiar with A.J. Lee, A.J. Lee is a former Divas champion, women's champion. And CM Punk's wife is rumored to be coming back. And he posted um, something on Instagram today of her wearing her wrestling, her old wrestling boots. Was she a good wrestler? Um, is she a good wrestler? I, you know what? She was a she was a divas champion. All right. So before it was the women's championship, they were the divas, and so. There wasn't as much emphasis on the different type of wrestling. Yeah. It wasn't like they were there. She wasn't a uh, mommy. She wasn't Charlotte. She wasn't, you know, Bianca Belair wasn't doing all those types of things, but she was talented. She kind of had this kooky zany, like, like kind of sweet, but I'm crazy character. Oh, was uh, she, she doing she like reminds the, me of Alexa she's Bliss. The, like skip around and stuff. Yes, she used to skip around. That. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. short jean shorts. She had like yes. the uh, uh, Converse All Star boots that like laced up high. Like you know, and I think she's uh she's was talented, but she's obviously been away from the business for a long time too. But someone that if you want to come back and give a uh a, a shot at WrestleMania, I think would be uh something you could sell for sure. Because she's CM Punk's wife as well. So there's a story with all of that. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, honestly, to give a pick about female Royal Rumble. Bianca could win again. She's already won it. Um, I just, 
I'm going to say Liv Morgan is kind of my dark horse. Maybe you get Car did Carmella have her baby yet? I think they had I, their baby, and that was several like, months ago. Maybe I like Maxine. Back. I like Maxine Dupree. Oh, I love Maxine Dupree. Whether or not she wins a Royal Rumble is a whole other story. And you could get Raquel she, Rodriguez. She would win my Royal Rumble. She's won my yeah, yo. She's the winner. She's the winner. She's the she's the sixteen time champ. She's the she's the bee's knees. But uh, cool promo. Where are the women's where where are we going with this title shot? Who is it going to be that faces I mean, Jade Cargill would be an interesting one. Is she ready? I mean, she's had several several months now to develop her skills in, in the uh It is wild that she's been that buried for so long. Yeah. Like she hasn't even had an appearance on on WWE TV for a while. Like ever since like her announcement like they signed her um like could a wrestler be that bad? I don't know. Ah, uh, no, I don't think she's that bad. I've seen some stuff with her at AW, but maybe they're just saving her for this rumble. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, but like, how would how would that make you feel as a superstar? Like, dude, like, can I please like fucking do something here? Yeah. Well, maybe she has. A, maybe she got hurt a little bit down there. Who knows what's going on with that? But Jade Cargill. I would say AJ Lee's up there at the top of the list. Monet, um, is it? It's not Monet. Monet Davis is an actress, right? So no, Monet Monet Davis is like the pitcher from like for the Philadelphia, like the no, Little, Little League, League, Little League, Little World, League World Series. World Series. <laughs> Michelle Monet, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so all right. Either way, we'll see who wins that, and we'll talk a little bit more about that next week. Let's get into our final topic of the day, and that was. The was supposed to be the six man tag between Mercedes Monet. Mercedes Monet. Excuse me for for not knowing that everyone. Mercedes Monet, aka Sasha Banks. That would be a huge pop and a huge moment at the Royal Rumble if she comes back. So we got AJ Styles, LA Knight, Randy Orton versus um Solo Sokoa and jimmy uso and so yet again the gm nick aldis says we're gonna have this match three on three and he's like well you know as well as i know that roman reigns is not here tonight he's like well that's not my problem they're going to be going it. then it'll be a handicap match so then paul Heyman is set out to try to find a wrestler that will join the bloodline for the night team with them they can't seem to find anyone so they come out and they take out Randy Orton to try to even the odds. They take out Randy Orton. He's gone. They're having this match and it's going well. It's a decent match, but it basically was a reversal from last week's SmackDown. The match is going on. The guys are laid out. Boom. Randy Orton's music hits. And this time Solo is looking in disbelief and scared. And Jimmy doesn't know what to do. And down comes Randy Orton and Randy Orton. AJ Styles and LA Knight get their revenge, taking out Jimmy Uso, Solo Sokoa, and doing a, a nod to the shield, what looked like, or, or shots fired, I would say, lifting them up, the powerbomb through the table, very shield-esque, sending a, a message to Roman, I believe. Timmy, I liked the finish of this. It's it's good to have the good guys get over at some point, um, and I think it helps build where Roman is going to respond leading into the Royal Rumble. He'll be there on SmackDown this week. I'm interested to see what he has to say at the uh, contract signing and where we will go. But the overall SmackDown, yet I thought was very entertaining. And another another good SmackDown, and they've had three, three or four in a row now that I think have been pretty solid. I got to say the, uh, well, not only like the end of the match, but like, or not the the final match. The, the way it started was really cool. The way the bloodline attacked. Um, who was it? Uh, Orton or guys in the back or something? Or no, uh, they attacked um, Randy Orton. No, it wasn't Randy Orton. It was uh, God. Who was it that they beat the shit out of? Like to start the oh to Graves? start the show. Yeah, no. Graves or, no, no, or... No, no, no. Yeah, 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 I know who you're talking about. The young guy, he, he's kind of a country country boy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
they beat the hell out of him. Like they set the precedent, right? Like it was just like a like all right, we're we're gonna set the tone. Um, which was which is cool. Like that's stuff that we used to like ask for, like for like a faction, like a a heel faction is to like run shop and beat the shit out of people and like hey, like show you what they're working with, right? Cameron like, Grimes. Hey, Cameron, Cameron Grimes. Grimes. That's, that's who it. it is. Um, but just a couple things like worth mentioning, like that the uh the LWO match was like really like good like just in terms of like the high flying like just technical stuff throughout the match that was really good um but like obviously the meat and the potatoes is what we're looking at um the bloodline versus LA Knight and all that stuff that was that was like a really 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 cool match um it started it starts out as like the tag team match and you're sitting there you're like man like Randy Orton's not really even going to wrestle in this thing. And then, you know, halfway through the match, he comes down, he interjects himself to the match, and and it was an ultimate beatdown of the bloodline, which I love. And they did so a good job of that, too. Like we said the week before where they laid him out, this week they did a good job of really, you know, making it like a, a, a real beatdown, you know? They didn't just stop after a couple punches or something. So their timing was good on all of that. Yeah, and you're thinking that like LA Knight and AJ Styles are gonna go at each other and they didn't and they just like got the like get the got together and like we're like, hey, let's just beat the shit out of these dudes instead of each other, which is great. Yeah. Um so, God. So, you know, I was just gonna I was just gonna wrap it up, Timmy. Do you have anything more you wanna say on that? No, no. I mean, dude, we're leading up we're leading up to to the Royal Rumble here. There's what, one, two that's it. There'll be two more two SmackDowns, shows. one more Raw. Yeah. So we got wow. three shows left. We're really getting into it, man. This is exciting. What a time to be a wrestling fan. We're getting right into the meat and bone, the 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 meat and potatoes, the 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 prime cut of WW. I don't know. I think I'm hungry. So it's an exciting time. The Royal Rumble coming up in a week and a half. We can't wait. A couple more storylines to unfold, and then we're going to get the Royal Rumble a big idea of where we're headed in the future. I can't wait for it. Timmy, anything you want to say to all the Schmidt and Lavellites out there before we sign off? Wait, what am I supposed to say here? When you're a jabroni. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, they all know that listening to this show, it was just too sweet, Tom. And that... We listen to Jabroni Drive. You are certainly a Jabroni for life. life. We appreciate you listening. New episodes every week. For Timothy Schmidt, my name is Tom Lavelle. This is Jabroni Drive. Can't wait for the Royal Rumble. We'll be covering it all leading up to it next week. A big episode, the go-home episode before the Royal Rumble. We'll see you live at Graham's Pub, January 27th. Have a great week. Peace.